These last 12 to 15 months have certainly been quite the journey for GameStop. A few weeks ago, on March 23rd, GameStop reported their fourth quarter earnings for the three-month period that ended on January 31st, 2021. However, it's clear that the roller coaster for the once wildly successful video game retailer is far from over. We dig a little deeper to see what changes GameStop has done in hopes to turn their fall from grace around. This week on the Video Games Podcast. When looking at the time frame between January 31st and now, there is a very large list of noteworthy things that have taken place within GameStop. The first domino was appointing Ryan Cohen and two others to the board, all who have significant e-commerce experience and all who are coming from Chewy, the company that Ryan Cohen founded. On February 3rd, GameStop appointed a new chief technology officer in Matt Francis, who has over two decades worth of e-commerce under his belt. Francis' most recent position was as the engineering leader for Amazon Web Services, and they also hired a senior VP of customer care who was previously at Chewy, as well as a new VP of fulfillment, who is most recently coming from similar roles at Amazon, Walmart, and QVC. And these are three hires in areas that GameStop have badly needed help in. On February 23rd, GameStop announced that Jim Bell, executive VP and chief financial officer, would be officially resigning on March 26, 2021. And the company said that they have initiated a search for a candidate that will help accelerate GameStop's transformation. And in the interim, they have promoted their senior VP and chief accounting officer, Miss Diana Jaje. On March 23rd, GameStop announced that they have appointed a new chief operating officer in Jenna Owens, and similar to their other hires, Owens brings decades of experience in technology, operations, fulfillment, and supply chain. Ms. Owens' last position was director and GM for distribution and multi-channel fulfillment at Amazon, and the company also hired two other people to the executive team, most notably the senior VP of e-commerce, who was most recently holding the same position at Chewy. On March 25th, GameStop made a filing with the SEC about eight of their board members who will be stepping down from their roles at the annual board meeting in summer of 2021, which is expected to take place on June 21st. Most notable among these new board members who are stepping down is Big Reggie or Reggie fils This seems to be a little strange because it was just in March 2020 that GameStop announced that Reggie would be joining the board, him and two others who just joined the board in March 2020, along with five others, will be stepping down. On March 30th, the company announced three more executive hires, including Chief Growth Officer, who is coming from Amazon, VP of Brand Development, who is coming from Chewy, and VP of Merchandising, who is also coming from Chewy. It starts to sound like I am on repeat when talking about these changes and looking at just the moves the company has made in 2021 alone. It's very obvious that Ryan Cohen, founder of Chewy, which was acquired by PetSmart in 2017 for $3.35 billion, is taking a more hands-on approach with GameStop and is likely trying to emulate the company in the mold of what he did with Chewy. In September of 2020, Cohen purchased about 10% of GameStop stock, 
which made him the biggest single investor. And later that year, he increased his investment to almost 13%. And in January, he joined the board of directors. And this is when it seems like he was able to get the ball rolling with his vision. The most recent shakeup of the board likely has to do with Cohen, a large investor, and two other former Chewy executives joining the board. And if I had to guess, I would assume that Cohen is under 40 and he wants to transform GameStop into the premier online retailer of everything gaming. And this might have led to some friction with members of the board who were opposed to quick changes and modern methods. All of these changes within GameStop, and we haven't even started to talk about the fourth quarter earnings report and the elephant in the room with the worldwide phenomenon that happened at the end of January. For about a week between January 25th and February 2nd, GameStop and subreddit Wall Street Bets took over the news cycle. Many people were made millionaires overnight based on some key insights from educated members of the forum. A small group of casual investors on the subreddit determined that GameStop stock had all the right elements to invest in and all of the evidence that a short squeeze was going to take place. And this meant that large hedge funds were betting against GameStop and expecting it to go down. However, the more people that the subreddit invested, the stock was forced upwards and anyone who shorted the stock was now either left with a big deficit or be forced to rebuy in attempt to cut their losses, leading to a rinse and repeat scenario. GameStop surged from the low $40 per share up to almost $350 per share and still actually resides between the $150 and $200 range, well above the company's actual value. After all that, we can finally turn our attention to the fourth quarter earnings and the headline that I am taking from the fourth quarter earnings is that despite the biggest factor of net sales being down, there is a lot of improvement when you actually look closer. And as mentioned, net sales were $2.122 billion for the fourth quarter of 2020, which was down from $2.194 billion in fiscal 2019. And this doesn't look great considering that there were new consoles released during this quarter, but those consoles were nearly impossible to find, and we are still in the middle of a pandemic. In terms of the improvements that you can see in a short period of time include reducing the bloated store base by about 12%, which led to a comparable store sales increasing about 6.5%. This means that out of the nearly 700 stores that GameStop closed in 2020, most of them were likely underperforming or redundant. And it's likely that these closures of these stores, along with other streamlined procedures, helped the company reduce their inventory by 30% in 2020 as well. One of the glaring issues with the GameStop business model prior to 2020 was their lack of online presence. And there isn't much that can be done about the industry changing towards digital, but similar to how music can still be purchased on vinyl and how movies are still purchased on disc, there will always be a sector of the market that is interested in collecting. And in the fourth quarter, GameStop increased their e-commerce sales 175% versus the same period in 2019. Online sales accounted for over a third of the fourth quarter earnings, which is up from only around 10% in 2019. It's likely that the pandemic has forced people to purchase online, but the company's new website that they launched last year to facilitate better online purchasing is clearly working. Who knew? 
GameStop also reducing their selling general and administration expenses from $511 million in 2019 to $419 in 2020 for a savings of almost $100 million, and according to the report, was driven by the company's cost optimization initiatives. It's these savings, along with some other areas in which they shored up problems that helped GameStop end the year with $635 million of cash on hand, which will, according to GameStop, lay the foundation for transformation. Closing nearly 700 stores, along with other cost-cutting measures, will help you save cash, and you don't really have to do much marketing during a pandemic. Although statistically, the fourth quarter numbers don't look fantastic for every aspect, there is some glimmer of hope. And one glimmer that wasn't found in the report was another press release that GameStop made just weeks after, and it was a reporting of the sales from the first nine weeks of fiscal year 2021. And this is not a common practice to release financial data outside of official earnings reports, but when the fourth quarter didn't wow investors, it's worth showing the potential turnaround that the company is making in just a short period of time. Sales for the February and March of 2021 were up around 11% compared to the same time in 2020, and this was right as the pandemic was starting to take effect and retail was starting to shut down, and this means that GameStop likely has managed to adapt to the current form of business in certain capacities. It's also worth mentioning that nothing major has been released during these first months of the year to drive sales like in 2020 when Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal were very strong March releases. Back when GameStop shares were floating around $3 to $5 for most of 2019 and 2020, I strongly considered buying a lot based on the history of the company seeing spikes when the new consoles got released. However, after the pandemic began and even well before that, the company was closing down lots of stores and making moves that seemed worrisome. It seemed like most of the board and members of the executive team were of an older mindset that didn't quite understand that the company needed to adapt to the modern retail environment and transition strongly to online with a small presence in brick and mortar. I opted against investing because I was actually concerned that the company might not make it to the release of those new consoles, and even if they did, the situation would be so dire that the positive benefits of selling popular new consoles wouldn't be enough to outweigh the plummeting revenues. Not many people would have predicted that the stock would surge thanks to outsmarting short sellers, but more importantly, and for the long term of the company, there is a still a huge market for online retailing of video games, and not many would have predicted that Ryan Cohen would be so instrumental in adapting GameStop to the digital age. That's all for the Video Games Podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it, whether or not you want to see GameStop turn the ship around. If you enjoyed the show, consider subscribing if you haven't already or leaving a positive review. It all helps in one way or another. And as always, remember to be nice to your fellow gamer and more importantly, be nice to your fellow human.